The following is a live broadcast of the Lone Star Community Radio Program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, we're live, people, 903, here on Lone Star Community Radio with Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe. You can catch us online at IRLoneStar.com, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy slash live, or you can uh, tune in locally on the FM 104.5, 106.1, hanging out in the studio with me and Skippy. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning uh, for small business office cleaning needs, one time to schedule cleaning. Uh, call them at 832-689-7996 or visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by C3 Content uh, Creative Content Creations, videos, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Uh, C3thewoodlands.com. Uh, yeah, so we didn't have a show on Monday, uh, I believe Sean stubbed his toe, and then we couldn't do, so I don't, I didn't really get it, but, you know, I'm throwing that one on you, but we did wake up extra early today to record our first taco review on site, and, uh, we went over to Taco Veloz, 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 uh, we had a, a listener recommend it to us, so mm-hmm. we checked him out, and so we'll be editing, hopefully getting that done for Friday's show, we'll try to air it on Friday, and then see, we're going to try that. I just want to see what, what how that works. There you go. But uh, Who are you, stranger with short hair, and what have you done with my co-host? Yeah, I like my haircut. I told you, Bloomy Mod. Bloomy Mod? Blooming, like a blooming idiot, flower. Like a blooming idiot? Uh-huh. Or an mod, like Blooming Mod. Like That's that right. phonics person. I thought you said something. I didn't hear the grunt, the so. ing part. So. But yeah. Morning, Angie. Good to see you. Yeah, we had a good breakfast. Um, again, just... You know we're gonna be. Uh, hoping well, you gotta I, save it for the, for the review so day. We just want to let people know that we're full and have coffee. Yes. So yes. There's no more complaining yeah. for either of us today. Uh, but it's just gonna be us Stop today. To so we're just gonna be hanging out. So we'd love for you to join us uh, again. You can always call, text at any time nine three six two two eight nine three six eight or visit us on the Facebook live. As you notice, Sean will keep kind of like randomly squirrel the moment, call people out and things like that. Uh, we welcome you to our Facebook page and to comment and questions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so outside that, there's really not a lot of news going on. Um, 
Well, there's a little thing called a convention. Well, I meant more of like here with the station. There's really like with me, there really isn't really a lot of news. This week is the last weekend for bowling. And then we start back up, I believe, the 9th of September. Wait, wait. Is there a bowling season? Yeah, leagues. So there's an off season? Do you guys go to well, like there's Arizona? Summer, there's summer and then there's fall and then there's spring. Do but, you go to camp in Arizona to you know, uh, no, work on your... But I just know that's happening. So I'm really kind of telling people if you're down to bowl and want to be in a league, they're starting up. Their sign-ups are available. Go 300bowl.com. 300bowl.com, and that's the 300. Don't, you don't have to spell it out. But Although yeah, you should we, get that URL because there's going to be one idiot who does that. We are probably like in last place. We did horrible. So, Okay, do you give awards to like just the first place and runner-up? No, one, the, two, three? the awards really go to individual bowlers because the uh, bowling association has its own rules of how they like what they give out, and your league secretary is the one that sends it out. So, for example, when I shot my first 250 game... <laughs> uh, Number dropper. They send it out to them, and they sent me a pin. And so they get, you collect pins. So if you get a 300, you get a ring, I think. I don't know if they do the ring anymore. But, like, you get awards from the actual association of the whole American Bowling Association. Oh, cool. So, But locally here, at, you just get money if you win. Like Money's if you're, good. Yeah, if I like money. I want more of well, it. Well, because you know when you're doing the league, part of that fee that you pay every time you bowl goes to a pot. Oh, it's kind of like the... <clears throat> not house rule of monopoly when you put the the jail money in there. Yeah, and like typical because that's like, not in the rules. Our leagues, we vote on how we distribute the money, so we can either say, "Hey, every team gets a something." So like last place will get like ten bucks, first place will get a thousand. Oh, always take the like take the pity payout. So, or you can do it another way where you know the team that you know had the highest pin count gets some extra money or whatever. But uh, but uh, is there a word for most gutter balls? Because I could possibly win that one. Well, what's funny is you don't ever want to do that, and that's part of the reason why we you lost. You don't tell me what I want. That's part okay, of the reason I, why we lost. So I why want you... the gutter ball. So I'm so good at it. It's like I bought this game, uh, this video game that my son told me to buy because I like getting scared in like movies and video games. Okay. And a few years ago, I played this Xbox game called Alan Wake, and it just scared the snot out of me. It gave me nightmares. I loved it, and I've been bemoaning the fact, whining to anyone who will listen. I want better game. You know, it's a game that will scare me. And my son said, get this game called Dead Space. You'll you'll love it. I know. I have it. I'll play it. Cool. There's like three of them. Yeah, I got one and two. They they told me, don't worry about Don't bother with three. And even the guy said, you know, good luck sleeping with this one. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to love this. Did you find the dudes who were like stuck in a wall and they're like crying for pain? Well, here's the thing. If this were a game... Where the objective is to be killed quickly and as horribly as possible and as many times as, as humanly possible, then I'm winning. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm absolutely acing that objective to just die horribly within no, seconds. There, there's there's uh, bad guys in the game. If you, it's really strange, because basically, like that, I've gotten about ten minutes uh, of action okay. in. So, but well, yeah, you're going to encounter a bad guy who used to be a human being, but they He's severed one of the, they the monsters. Yeah, they severed her, their legs so they couldn't walk, and they stick them to a wall, and they use his like life force to create the bad part of the monster, but okay. the good part. 
the human part's still there. Now, don't give me too much more because so, I, I want to get scared. No, but it's yeah. like a it's like a side enemy. But like. but but same thing with bowling. You know, if the objective is to score as many gutter balls as humanly possible, I win. Well, it's too easy. That's it's, why. I, but it's like a game within a game. You know, everyone else can be playing where you're knocking down the pins if that's how you want to roll. I myself yeah. will, will go for the gutter ball. I've perfected it. That's why we don't bowl together. <laughs> Easy as that. I would, I'm the guy that in the Easy school. Easy as that. You know, in the school, there's that one smart person that jacks with the curve. You want to, you know, we wanted to beat them up because, you know, I would have been fine with my 40%, but you got 100. So I'm the exact opposite. I'm the guy that any curve there is in like a sporting event, I will bring it crashing down like a paralyzed falcon. Okay. Yeah. In my youth, I could have, you know, been an, uh, an asset to the rugby teams. Rugby was my jam, but bowling Boy, not so much. I just don't see you doing. Uh, well, I don't see you doing rugby. I just don't see. You. Well, in my youth, I mean, I was the same height. I was very short, but I was also, you know, like probably fifty pounds lighter. Uh, so I was, you know, again, I had speed. I just don't see you being aggressive. Don't forget, rugby is like American football without the wussy pads and helmets. So when you get hit in rugby, you get hit. And so the objective is to not get hit. And again, I was very good at not getting hit to outrun my opponents wanting to kill me. Especially since I was Fair the enough, only but then American when, on the then, team. And then when he does get hit that one time, he's out for the rest of his life. No. So we all know no. how fragile when you get hit. is. No, you, you shake it off, you walk it off, and you get back. And then you give it back to the guy that tackled you. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's... Uh, Let's talk about things that are going around the world. We all know that uh, in politics world, the DNC is doing their remote uh, convention. It's so funny to me that this, the remote stuff is going to be, at one point, I'm not talking about just politics. I'm just talking about like the way our world works. I got something in my notes. It's like bothering me. Um, I, th- I can Stop see, snorting tacos, I can see this Zoom style system being implemented around different aspects of our life Hmm. and absolutely if you thought if you thought staff meetings were boring in person well like for the dnc the one thing i noticed what i can see happening for these type of events is like half it will be recorded half like well no i'm saying like in the future i'm talking about in the future okay so like because you're gonna ask people oh hey we really want you to be there and like, well, I really don't want to be there on that date. Can I just go ahead and just record it? Yes. And then they'll be like, yeah, sure. And because typically that wouldn't be favorable when you're producing the segment, because you're like, we'd rather do it live. We're like, we have live listeners and watchers and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is ironic because we don't do our talker reviews live. Uh, but the the per, the expectation of people watching it. It comes off as cheap sometimes. It's really easy to come off as cheap when you record something that has to have meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, well, I'm saying like the DNC in particular, I think RNC is going to be the same way. I don't know if they do a convention or if not. If the but. RNC had half an ounce of brain matter up there, they would be analyzing. And I'm talking from a technical aspect where they need to get directors, you know, video directors, film directors, stage directors, whatever. Those who have put on the Jerry's kids telethon over the years and say, okay, what's not, how do we beat this? Cause I think the bar is set pretty low right what, now, what they could do but they are the first one is say, uh, take that old show. The kids say the darndest things <laughs> and just say it. Trump says the darndest things and then just have a montage of the ridiculous stuff he talks about. But okay. If the DNC convention wanted to spice it, that's what they should do. Seriously. That's, what I would do. that's exactly what they should do. And then, uh, 
as you were saying about the the pre-recorded, you know, Michelle Obama's speech was stirring and you know very personal to her. It was recorded, so it could be it could be the best speech in the world. She had all the time. And not only was it recorded, but it was recorded before Kamala Harris was even announced. So I'll call her K Dog because I cannot pronounce. I always forget. K Dog. I can't pronounce her name correctly on purpose. So, so, you're, for, you're, so you're calling her a female dog, or are you dick? No, she's like, you know, she's my uh-huh. bud. Okay. K-Sister? Okay. K-Sis? Yeah, K-Sis. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like a diet how to get out I'm on the K-Sis program. It's, 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 it's Kamala. No, Kamala. Yeah, like, see, I, I, like my brain goes to Kamala immediately. Oh, that was the, the wrestler guy. Kamala Harris was the wrestler uh, dude. Kamala. And just think like Kamala. a comma, like... Yeah, I know Dick, you, you can tell me that 10,000 times, but I'm, my brain immediately goes... going to tattoo it backwards on your one. forehead, so every time you look in the mirror, it's going to so. be there. Uh, but it's hard to take an endorsement seriously for a, a ticket or a platform when you record it not even knowing who the vice presidential candidate is. And you have to ask, why was it pre-recorded? Do you not trust the technology? Well, I think... Well, I, I understand why it was probably recorded today. Because no one knew if we were going to do a convention or not. No one knew anything. And I bet they were like, well, we can at least have something in the can with prominent leaders in the Democratic. And that kills the spontaneity, and which is the, the whole purpose of a convention. Like any kind of mass gathering indoors with balloons and loud music and stuff is to inspire and rowdy people up. And that's what this convention isn't doing. And the RNC convention coming up is in danger of just repeating unless they up their game. And the only way they can do that is to look at the DNC and say, "Okay, this works. This isn't. We gotta, you know, we gotta pump it up. Well, I mean, pump up the volume. I, I still don't get the pep rally that both conventions do. I mean, the only reason I can see them doing this is because they make money from it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like the only reason they do it. No, it's galvanizing your base. You know, you want to get behind your candidate now and. Yeah, but they have freaking musicians and stuff. You're like, what's? I, I was watching. I go, why are they doing this? Like, I can understand it builds the vote. You get Smash Mouth or well, no, Maroon Five or something. Saying, They're like, like, oh, all the kids going, wow, they, they I'm gonna go out and vote because Adam mm-hmm. Levine. I mean, I can understand doing them. the procedural stuff. Like, oh, we actually officially have to cast our votes as yeah, delegates and stuff like that. Like, boring. I get, I get that, but you, you get boring. you get the the whole show when you watch that stuff is so weird to me because what's weird about it to me because it it gives you an insight to what they think people want to see and i always laugh because to me politicians are always off the mark oh this is as self-gratifying as the oscars you know these are people congratulating themselves and they're they're literally in many cases preaching to the choir they're yeah we're gonna do this i was going yeah there's no one in the audience that isn't fully on board with the platform Unless you have, you know, trolls in there, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Well, I think so, the undecideds in this country are really faced with, like, it, it's almost like you don't want to say you're undecided because people will jump at you. Oh, you don't want to say you're Republican. People well, are yeah, jump no, at you. I well, that's already, and that's, that's why the poll, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why the polls, I love how, um, you know, CBS and ABC, they move, you know, polls indicate that Biden's ahead by, by four points. And so I will respond to them with their own polls from 2016 showing that Hillary Clinton is ahead by like 90 points on Trump yeah. a week out from and saying you really well, need to no, fire we've your We already pollsters. covered that. We already covered that. It's polls can't, you, you know, pollsters kind of lost their uh, 
their trust with the public after 2016 when it came to American politics because that was a way off. No, it happened before. And people didn't trust polls when some, the polls were done by people calling you at home or getting you no, going. I'm talking who about did the you average, vote for? Who I'm will you vote for? I'm talking about the average person consuming the day. Uh, consuming the average person stuff. consuming the day would be like, I'm terrified to say I'm voting for not Hillary, so I'm going to say I did. No, I mean, you're not listening. Again, you're not listening again. I listen, but I don't you hear. Don't do it. I'm just saying that the regular people who are paying attention to a newspaper or a new or channel or whatever, mm -hmm. they say a poll, they're like, oh, that sounds great. Hillary Clinton's going to win by a landslide. And then that didn't happen at all. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, I don't trust polls anymore for the next 10 years. But it, I agree. But it doesn't stop the pollsters from trying yeah. it again. They got to get paid, man. Yeah. And that's so. what I've been telling ABC and everyone else. You need to fire your pollsters because they said the same thing. I don't know. It's so funny to me to watch a group of people have so much energy dedicated to something that seems so ridiculous to me. It's kind of like... Uh, In particular what? Well, like the politics. Like, to really sit there and pat yourself on the back for four days, it's really funny to me. Like, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be... I w if I was actually at the convention, I'd just be like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Because at one point, you know they did it because they had to do the delegates. Like, you know they had to do these rules. Oh, yeah, it and grew. So, and then, like, eventually someone goes, hey, you know, why don't we just reserve a couple dollars here from our donations and throw a big party at the end of the, the end of the convention? I think everyone would appreciate yeah, it. Like, everyone's on. everyone's right. working hard. Let's throw a nice little party. And then the party grew. Hey, why don't we just do this every night? At the end of the thing, we have, like, musicians. How much is this going to cost? Oh, Four hundred thousand dollars, easy for entertainment. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Let the donors pay for it. Mm -hmm. And that, see, that to me bothers me because you know when you're looking at this as a, say, I'm a, a Republican or a Democrat, I'm like, my money is going towards this, and this is what we're getting. But those who donate directly to the DNC can't expect that this is where their money's going to. I guess I don't know. It just bothers me. That would weird me out, man. It's so weird. Yeah, no, I absolutely Especially, I, I get well, that. It, it is a spectacle. Well, I wonder what their price is this year because everyone's doing remote. So it's like they really didn't have to get a venue, did they? They didn't have to go rent a giant stadium. Oh, but they're like, oh, we need the infrastructure. We need the tech. We, we need to get green screens out to all these people. Well, it's kind of like those colleges trying to justify still paying the same amount as they pay if you're doing online. Agreed. And it's just like, why are you charging me for board if I'm not going to stay there? And yet. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think it's all a mess. I think a lot of people were riding on the red when their businesses came about with before Corona. And so that's what happened when they didn't have their people for four months or whatever. Yep. And then, but it would be interesting to see what happens with that. I think uh, I haven't watched, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched one little bit besides the snippets that you see, like, oh, did you hear what she said? Can you believe it? And then, like, I've seen those kind of bits of the DNC stuff. Uh, nothing too surprising. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people blow it out of proportion. Like the whole Michelle Obama thing, there were both sides were kind of bickering about it, and I'm like, what? What's the big deal? Should, like, well, my my primary issue with what she said, obviously, she's going to say things that you're very pro her husband, yeah. very, which is of course I can't blame her for that. You're not going to bat for the other team. It's when she went on about putting children in cages. And well, that's just a soundbite, dude. But in the face of that, all the pictures that were going out a year or two ago of the kids in the cages were from her husband's era. Her yeah. husband built those cages and put kids in them. So it's part of the ongoing. 
you know, like with Joe Biden in general, yeah, but, he's being touted this new voice, but, but it's like, no, you've been in the there whole for point 50 of that, though, years. The whole point of that statement was to direct people to see that he put those kids. Now, she, her husband might have built the cages. No, and he put them in the, the pictures but, of the kids well, in the cages the talking is point, from Sean, the Obama The talking point, Sean, is to tell people that he's doing this. And it's wrong. That's not wrong. He is doing it. No, but to, to, to imply that your own husband didn't start it. Well, I mean, she's not. She, she and it's the law. She doesn't need to say that. But it's the law. I mean, that's that's Those typical kids, debate structure. Put, putting of kids telling people what to do. No, because here's the thing: if a Republican had, had said it, he'd be taken off for having false information off of Facebook or YouTube. It's what's been happening. So oh, well, that's going to come bite them in the butt. I'm so. still waiting for that. I'm being very, you know, like when you say I don't believe it. I see Twitter and Facebook and YouTube getting away with murder, uh, freezing accounts of the conservative sites, and like the Babylon Bee, which is a great satire site. It's like the yeah, it's like the Onion. Yeah, they got uh, frozen on Twitter for several days, and when they came back for reasons unknown, when they came back, they gone from like five hundred thousand followers to five thousand. And you're finding this more and more as I go on Twitter, more yeah, and more of these Twitter's sites. Not, I mean, Twitter's stupid, dude. But, but you think it's not happening with a Google search, and I'm telling you. I know. I'm, I'm, look for I'm, anything on Google I, search and hey, try to find a Breitbart hey, I got, article. I got a pulse on it, all right? I you know what's pulse? going on it. I know, I know people are oh, getting kicked off today, not tomorrow, whatever. But eventually, you're going to go on another platform and do your own thing. Like I don't, I don't see Twitter. True, which is why we need, you know, capitalism and free market society. So you have I, options. I will say I pass judgment on you if you're an avid Twitter user. Now reading Twitter, I get because reading internet comments is like the greatest enjoyment in the 21st oh, yeah. century. Uh, yes, so, I agree. But I'm talking about an avid. Like I'm gonna get on there and I'm gonna say, "Hey, you, Joe, you stink because you said something about this I don't agree with." Like those, t- those people to me are like, I, I just wonder. Why spend the time doing that when you could be walking, going somewhere else, walking outside, talking to a neighbor, and then actually yelling at your neighbor? Like, if you want to yell at someone, yell at your neighbor, right? And create some real drama for me, okay? But yeah, but when I scroll Twitter, the ones I don't want to respond to are the ones that already have fourteen thousand responses, because you know that it's evenly split down to you're a Nazi, you're a pink, you know, it's just well, that, it you're funny, one voice among fourteen thousand. That would be the only reason I'd want to have a blue check is I feel like if you have a blue check, you get prioritized. Oh yeah, when I've you reply that. to people, so you know technically we're journalists. If we reached out to Twitter saying, "Hey, we're, we have a radio show, we're journalists," you know, oh, oh you mean you, you and I? Are... So we could get a blue check pretty easily, from what I understand. We probably have to say Trump stinks, and we get one. And so, I mean, according to you, you got to work the system to work for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just start, start dropping bombs on people. We'd be like, "Hey, this guy saw him with Jeffrey Epstein." I, I okay. I have to go back on this. Uh, this Jeffrey Epstein stuff is just slowly starting to come out. Like I saw, there was a photo. Yes, of, I anticipate all the documents they released Clinton shortly released. after Election Day. And it's so funny to me that like, it, did you see this? Like, I think it was like two days ago. He's got a massage. No, it was yeah. yesterday. It was hours before he goes on the air to talk about. Well, I mean, how Saint, you can tell me there's a whole, the Oval Offices. You can tell me there's a whole operative thing going on with that. But no, what's, what's funny done. to me is like. Is you imagine being in that position as Bill Clinton and getting a massage, and he's married at the time. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, if my wife got a whiff of any type of behavior like that, even even if I went to a paid masseuse, she probably has an issue with it. 
a little bit, like always deep down. Never like vocal yeah. about it, but it's always deep down. You would need the, the only thing forgivable for you with your wife, and I would say in, in a lot of situations, if it was a guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like the fact that he was okay with having pictures taken. You know, he's like laughing and doing stuff. I'm like, man, you're just asking for trouble at mm-hmm. one level or another. Yeah, be smart about this. He's not very smart about it. And uh, I don't know if that says anything about his political side, but it's just, I mean. He was whip sharp as a politician. I'm not saying I agree with him, but he was as yeah. as a political operative. But I don't think that kind of stuff matters today. Do you think, like, people can complain that he was on Epstein's plane and all that stuff, but, I mean, pitchers don't really do anything to cancel him. Like, I feel like that guy can't no, be canceled. No, Slay Maxwell will do that, and there's uh, we got to keep her alive. Well, it, but no, I'm telling you, nothing's going to happen until after the election. You know, he reminds me a lot of Trump in a sense where he just gets away with the threshold of punishment on those two is so much greater than, like, the average person because— they can get away with so much stuff, and the consequences really don't really amount to what, what people want. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think that's what's so crazy to me about the history of politicians, because they could be around for 50 years, and you know something, they did something wrong. You know, you know at one point, because for some reason, they always find themselves in situations that always make the bad decision. Like, that was my favorite thing about the Beto O'Rourke guy. Like, the only negative thing people could really say is because he ran away because he was drinking and driving. And I'm like, man, it's like that guy had one opportunity. Burglary. Oh, what did he do for burglary? He was arrested for, he broke into a house. He was arrested for burglary. Was his girlfriend or something? I can't remember that part. But I'm seeing the drinking and driving thing, like he had one opportunity to, like even, because a lot of people aren't put in that scenario. And most people, like you don't talk about, you put in a scenario where you have to make a decision and the decision could really, like, it could be a real bad decision real easily. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like you shove a guy. Oh, I, you know, I didn't like him in my face, but yeah, he tripped he, and he fell he, his, his right. head. And so it's like, all right, and that was his decision. Unfortunately, that was probably the worst decision to make in that instance, and it's going to haunt him forever. But and the sheer number of politicians, and you know, Bush Jr. too. So you, know, God forbid, I, I lean on Democrats without bringing a Republican in, in on it. But Bush Jr. DWI. Yeah, I th- there's a the the sheer number of uh, Congress people with DWIs would stagger you. I, I, it's a hefty percentage. I can't remember something, but I mean, it's not just one or two. There's many Congress people and senators who have done, DWIs yeah. on, you know, have done stupid stuff. And now, if they've paid the price or you know at least followed the laws of justice, then a okay. Well, as long because as it, like, especially when you're passing judgment on people, you read that this Clinton guy went on that airplane or visited, not even just went on his airplane, but did a lot. I mean, it sounded like. He was involved with the guy. It wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm doing a fundraiser. They invited me on the plane, and we went and did a fundraiser for XYZ. Because, I mean, when you see Stephen Hawking on the plane, you're like, all right, so what was really going on? Like, was it a talk, TED Talk kind of thing, or was it a— Because everyone assumes anything that has to do with Epstein is, like, total illegal, you know, debauchery, pedophilia, mm-hmm. and all that Which stuff. is not the case. I mean, there are points where you just say, hey, the famous guy, I want to take a picture with him. You know, as a young writer, if I was in Hollywood back in the day— and, you know, there's Harvey Weinstein, the producer. Mr. Weinstein, I'm a fan. Can I take a photo? And I take that photo and I post it. And now 20, 30 years later, it's like, oh, yeah. you love, you know, raping women because you have a picture with Weinstein. Yeah. You know, that's the cancel culture I'm not a fan of. But when you have some person that's recorded multiple times. Now, when, times, you, when you put Ghislaine Maxwell in your own daughter's wedding, <coughs> Chelsea Clinton, um, that's a different story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they were clearly more than yeah. just acquaintances. It's one thing to have a, you know... But I think that he's, imp- he's impenetrable, dude. He can't... He, not he, Epstein. He, he can't... No, I'm talking uh, Clinton. Like, 
He's just like Trump. Somehow he has his threshold for the it, public's point of view. It's like, but it staggers me because he is now the new lion of the Democrat Party, much like for decades Ted Kennedy was. And you remember Ted Kennedy who killed a woman drunk driving, left her to die allegedly. as he saved himself. No, he did it. I'm <laughs> it's no alleged. He did it. He left her to die That's upside sad. down sad, sad, underwater sad. in a car crash that he caused, and he saved himself and, and got out and you know lawyered up before the cops were even called. And for decades afterwards, he's Ted Kennedy. He's the lion of the Democrat Party. Senator Kennedy is the one. And I'm like, dude killed a woman. Well, Does that, this not that's matter? One thing. Okay, let me tell you something. I've been that's kinda, like saying Hitler I, was. I've been thinking. Hey, about. you know, Hitler was a good painter. So you know, no, no, that is not the same at all. Yes, it is. Uh, one thing I was thinking about is I did go off on a tangent. I apologize. In the po- political world, I actually like seeing people like AOC. And I really like the idea of creating more individual people within a party system. But, of course, you know, the whole puppeteer system of the, of the party is going to have somewhat control over everybody. But I like seeing somebody like an AOC speak their mind. A rabble-rouser, yeah. And I wouldn't even really call it a rabble-rouser. I think she's just speaking her mind, and it happens to be that it goes against the grain of a lot of things. I don't think she— Well, it goes against the grain of the system that got her elected me, in the first place. To me, when you say rabble-rouser, you're telling me that she goes, what are the top ten things I could pick that just piss off everybody? I don't think she did that. I think she goes, this is what I really think we should be doing— X, Y, Z, and then like, oh, no, we don't like that. Then she's like, well, I'm still going to say it, and I'm still going to do it because I believe in it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll retract Rabble Rouser, but she does. I don't I don't like that. I think that's a, I think that's a great way. Oh, there a, always a, have to be dissenters. I agree. A good uh, fresh, uh, breath of fresh air seeing somebody try to do that. Now, I don't know. I think there is a game to politics, meaning you got to get your donors. you got to fall in line one way or another to get the votes, mm-hmm. and I think that's where she might be losing out because— just as easy as she knocked somebody else out because of, you know, that guy was old and he was, you know, old school Democrat. They didn't want old school. It's just as easy to vote you out because they don't think you're getting anything done or whatever because you're new. And we saw and this in Harris County, the blue wave that hit Harris County this last election cycle, yeah. just across the board. Um, but I don't see why. And I think a lot of the major political parties don't know what they're doing. It's like this is the greatest, like, tell that they are literally the old people shouting at the sky don't understand technology, don't understand what the people are really thinking. Like, I'm really kind of seeing that now because certain politicians are taking their own platform. They're taking their own, like, I mean, think about AOC and, like, Dan Kernshaw. They're always on the Internet, Mm -hmm. always. And and you see Mitch McConnell going, let me get on my Instagram real quick and take a picture. But, you know, I don't see that. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. What's this newfangled device? Absolutely, I agree with you. And the new generation, we are on the cusp of a new generation of politician yeah. that, that knows how to, to reach and those I audiences. And I, I think As do I. I think it's going to be fun because accountability, I think accountability, Sean, is somewhere in there. Like, it's going to become a bigger point. Now, cancel culture is in the same spectrum, but I, like I said, it's all in this, like, I think when we go towards this direction of different type of politicians, there's more accountability to it. Accountability will come when the platforms, the Twitters and so forth of the world, even out their punishments. Well, not even that, but I think, like, for example, say you, I'm running for something mm-hmm. and you're uh, whatever, and we have a, a fight. It's going to be in the public now because we're on Twitter fighting about it. Mm-hmm. And the accountability of what I said, it's kind of similar to the Elizabeth Warren thing. Mm-hmm. Like she finally, she finally became accountable 
for people who are like, are you Native American or not? Like that, I remember like at one point it came to that boiling point, like what is going on? And she decided to try to upper hand it by getting the DNA test. <laughs> Oops. But but you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about yeah. like I think people with the cancel culture at toned down a little bit see it as like we are going to hold you accountable. What are you doing? If you're not doing, we're going to show up your house. And we're going to protest. Okay, but she Elizabeth Warren actually put herself down as Native American on documents that gave her a leg up over if she listed herself as white. A sad but true fact. Yeah. So she committed fraud. She oh, lied. Yeah. Well, Others, I mean, but she still. Where she is, and she's giving a speech I mean, tonight. But I also she's think speaker that's why she's not, I'm not speaker of the house. I also think that's not why she's the VP or the uh, the running for president. Like she was, but then I think what she did kind of damaged her reputation. Well, yeah, and definitely the baggage will come with so, you, which is it'll be interesting with Kamala Harris now. Now that once the voting's all done, but I, no, Biden is now the official nominee as of last night. Well, I mean, it's going to be very entertaining. And once the, I think what we should do is do a, a commentary of the debates when they finally decide to do whatever. But I think technology will have a play I would love that. And debates. I would love to bring in people like Brett and Jay to kind of be in on this, almost turn it into a panel thing to discuss. Um, you know, I want to. I, pe- I mean, I still believe, remember I told you, I go, if you want to know anything about these candidates, you listen to Trump's little uh, bus talk. With that. Oh, yeah. And then you listen to Joe Biden's whole speech about corn pop and then also his legs. Because I think I'm pretty sure that was in the same speech about uh, his rubbing my leg. Yeah. I mean, my hair like, stand up. Yes. <laughs> well, not even that. It's like, especially with Trump, I'm thinking to myself, like, you, you get what that guy is immediately after following that little off the air kind of cusp thing. Like, he reminded me when I heard that, I was like, this guy is the most typical New Yorker, like, what do you call it, con artist. Trump spent his entire life grooming himself as a showman. Yeah, that's Connor, all he is. Seriously, and I love it. He was most unsuited to be president. He got it despite insane odds. It surprised him as much as anybody else. If you're going to uh, believe the books that are out there saying he had a total meltdown when he won, thinking oh, this was a joke, um, and now I'm president. But here we well, are. See, that four disappoints years later. me. That disappoints me when I believe Donald Trump was because if I if I was in his shoes and I won, I'm like, how much money can I make from this? That would be my first thought. But this is a president who's donated every penny of a salary. He's not here to make money. Yeah, but that's probably to make money. What, you think that after he's done with four or eight years, he'll go on the speaker circuit and they'll pay him lots of money? No, but he, I bet he has some tax loophole that if you donate your salary for X amount of years, you get X amount of write-offs because you exceeded like a, a million dollars of donations. I don't know. I'm making that up. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> But I mean, I how much do you think a president makes? Two hundred thousand a year? Yeah, plus like, more than that, right? Yeah, it's more. I think it's four hundred thousand dollars. It's it's quarterly. But it's so you make paycheck. a million dollars for his whole term. But also, don't forget, right? The president make, has to pay for all his stuff. He make a million dollars over his whole term, right? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. We talking about to him? Yeah, but I bet there's some tax code. Like he, I bet he writes down that he donated. He donated that money somewhere. That's why you donate money for yeah. tax break. And if it exceeds a million dollars, you get something. You get a prize. I don't know. I'm just, I, that's my. I got him. That I, was someone the other hey, day going, well, he's just doing Sean, it for the tax break. Do I look like a guy Everybody. who's donated a million dollars yet? So I think there's incentives for this guy. You don't guy. look like it because you did. Yeah. Well, I cut my hair, so I'm worth a million. There you go. Um, no, I think he he knows how to, like, he knows what to do with this. He has to. Of course. If you're a business dude, you got to be figuring out post mm-hmm. post presidency. Like, but also, don't forget be? the president in office and the first family, they have to pay for. I, mean, I hope he comes back with president stakes. Because now he can use president. You're allowed to use president, right? When you're like 
post like you're not a president anymore. In what context? Well, anything like like President Pops for well, like, a new cereal. Say say for my entire life I sold pins, right? And uh-huh. it says Dick Schistler on them. Uh-huh. I'm like these are the greatest pins ever. Buy my pins, and then I become president. So after I become president and I'm retired or whatever you want to call it, I'm after. Could I go? Hey, I'm selling my pins again, but it says President Dick Schistler on them. Because I was that's the president. a good question. Okay, are you allowed to like? I would presume so, but there could easily be uh, some article that says a president can't. Well, because you, you, you're called the president for the rest of your life. Yes. So I can see. Logically, it. you should be able to. Like, I think he's going to sell those MAGA hats long after. Mm-hmm. I can really see that. And I mean, I don't think why not. Like, people are buying them for all sorts of reasons. That's Hey, did you see that undercover report from Goodyear? Have you seen this yet? I've missed it. Talk to so, me about the undercover report from Goodyear. Hey, so, Joe, good to see you online. It's not, it's not really an undercover report, but basically uh, Goodyear Tire Company was doing their normal, like, what to do, how to behave in the workplace and stuff. Is this the tire people or the blimp people? This is the t- I think it's both, isn't it? Um, gotcha. But they're going through slides, and this guy took a picture of one of the slides, and basically, it says what's acceptable to wear in the office, what's not acceptable to wear in the office. Okay. And one column that was acceptable to wear was like LGBTQT, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, but then what was not a was not acceptable was like MAGA gear. Uh, it didn't say like American Pride, but it had something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And then it had like two other things that were. That you're like, why would that even? I mean, what? Well, you saw the NBA debacle when you could go online and customize your shirt. Yeah. You can have blank the police, but you couldn't have um, all lives matter or well. I'm trying love to think America. of like well, logically, if you're trying to teach people like how to behave in the office, I was like, you know, the only thing I guess you do is just don't screw with people. Yeah, like, like follow the golden rule. Don't guys. grab someone else's hiney. Yeah, like, and if someone goes, "Hey, I don't like your MAGA hat," I'd be like, "Okay, well, I won't wear it then." But then if someone goes, I don't like your Black Lives Matter hat, then don't wear it mm-hmm. then. I, I mean, I, but I haven't worked in a big place. Like, every time I worked in a big place, there's a bunch of kids. So you can't really control. Kids are going to do whatever they want. Yeah. And, uh, but I never worked in like a professional environment, like in an office where I had to, you know, wear socks every day. <laughs> so maybe I should. Maybe, hey, cruel, if there's a listener out there that works in an office that I could temp at for two weeks, and I'll do a re- I'll do a review. Oh my gosh! I'll be like, hey, I survived, dude. If I had any money, I'd hire you for for my company just to put you through the paces. Well, I, I well, really, what I like is the interaction between people, like the small talk interaction, right? Because that's like ninety percent of all office interactions are right. Because you're supposed to be working, you're not supposed to be sitting there just chit chatting, and unless you're in a think tank, in which case that is your job. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got you. Well, even if it's your job, you're not going to be talking about the most recent Battlestar Galactica episode during your work time. What if you're a staff writer on the new remake of Battlestar Galactica? That's exactly your remake job. of the remake. I hear that they're doing like yet another reboot. I mean, they should do everything. Make as much money as you want, people. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the downside of a free market society. As long as people are willing to pay money, they'll do. Well, know. I'm still waiting on Netflix to go, like close down one day because they spent so much ridiculous amounts of money on making horrible TV shows. And, but th- I don't think they are ever going to run out. Of Here's the thing: what what I've noticed, like Hulu put on a no, sorry, Netflix grabbed a show. It's from Belgium, and I think I talked. It's called Into the Night. 
Yeah, man, you're all into the scary stuff. But, well, yeah, it's interesting, but it's Belgian, and they took a big chance with it. It's not even in English. You know, it's it's yeah. the whole 10 episodes. No, they, they, you know they've been doing that for a while because uh, you haven't— oh, Did I never send you that thing about how Americans are watching British television now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, over the past 10 years, it's increased, like— 15% every year. Well, it's year a new generation like, because in the 80s we did it because of PBS and so, now so our Net- kids are doing it. So that. Netflix is basically investing in making shows or the streaming companies are making shows to be aired both places. So it's like scheduled. Like if I'm going to watch this new show, it's going to be in this, it's going to be new over there and here. Yeah. Not vice versa where it's like, you know, it's a year yeah, old here, here. And uh, over the years, that that's happened when you have partnerships, especially um, of what was it, Highlander? The TV series was half American, half French, and so every other season, they shoot. Any I thought that was for a tax write-off. Uh, well, yeah, but it also they built the audiences. Because like know, French, the French government paid for some of it, mm-hmm. and and then British Columbia did the other part. Uh, yeah, but. So that was Netflix, where they're taking a chance. But then on Amazon Prime, I, I think I told you I saw this this movie. It was made for Amazon Prime movie called 7500. And yeah. 99% of it takes place in a cockpit of a, of yeah. a jet. And it was fascinating. I mean, I'd watch this movie over and over again. No, and so it was this, like three, you know. This is how ridiculous. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt and two other people, and that's pretty much it. There's a... Movie coming out with Vince Vaughn in it. I think it's on Hulu. The trailer came out on Tuesday, and I, f- I totally forgot what it was called. But basically, two? No, basically what it is, it's the Purge, but instead of killing people one day, you can drink alcohol and do drugs. So you're in a society that is sober, 364 days out of the year, or whatever you know, in the one day, like Rem Springa. Yeah, you get to do everything. Okay. And you have to be 18 or older. So, it's a, of course, it's about eight people who just turned 18 or whatever, mm-hmm. and them trying to find the party or whatever. And I'm like, you know... Is it a comedy? Yeah. Okay, just but check it's it. like, it's based... It's it can go the other way. Like, you can... You're, you're, I thought of your guy, your pitch guy, because literally that pitch meeting for that movie probably took <laughs> all of one minute going, think of The Purge, guys. Remember The Purge? Yeah, I know The Purge. It's great. It's like, yeah, so we have one day, but instead of killing people... This society allows you to drink alcohol and do drugs. And people, if you haven't heard me talk about pitch meeting before, it's a Bam. YouTube series. Watch it. It's hilarious. And, yeah, I can see that pitch meeting happen. Well, that's how Miami Vice was created. Michael Mann wrote on a napkin, MTV Cops. And that, yeah. that gave birth to Miami Vice, just the concept. Or, I thought it was more of like Magnum P.I., but with two people. Uh, no. Because Magnum P.I. was before Miami Vice, right? Yes. Because he had the car and he had the style. Well, yeah, well, they, what Miami Vice kind of took from, okay, what worked Magnum Ferrari? Okay, we're going to give them a Ferrari. Uh, But no, it was the style. Because remember, Tom Selleck and Magnum would run around in shorts and Hawaiian shirts and a a Detroit Tigers ball cap. There was no fashion there, there was no music building. Well, there's no music in Miami Vice. I mean, that fight in the first episode, the pilot episode, there's a scene near the end where they're just driving to a big showdown and you got Phil Collins I can hear it in the air tonight playing and all mm. you hear is you know his cars racing at 100 miles an hour and all you hear is is someone's loading a, a magazine in the, into the gun or something yeah. very stylized very good use of music and fashion horribly dated as a result you know you look at that no, and think it. oh they took that seriously but he's wearing that ponytail no, unironically I watched uh, recently the uh, Absolute Power 
Is that uh, the Gene Hackman Project movie? Power. Okay. The new, the new. This came out with your buddy uh, Jason Gordon Lovett. Joseph Gordon Lovett. Joseph Gordon Lovett. I'm telling you, he borders on and, Man Crush uh, for me. And Jamie Fox. It's like a sci-fi movie. Okay, what's it called again? It's called Pro- Project Power. Project. Uh, it's on it, Netflix. Wait, is it Project Power or Project Power? Oh, now you're getting my dyslexia. Like you must project involved. power. I think it's Project Power. It's like, is it? Are they spelled or, the same? Yes. Or, oh my god, I don't so, know. That. So you're like working on a project, and it's to bring oh, power. Oh, I have no idea. I have you. You. You know, I'm horrible with. Talk velos. Yeah, so I have no idea. Now you got me thinking about it. I have no idea. <laughs> you got to put the right emphasis on the proper well, syllables. Should, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend the movie, but you can still watch it. But it's got my, my man crush in it. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I think, no, seriously, Joseph Gordon Levitt is a seriously underrated actor. So, okay, this is what I love about movies is when movies take place in a specific town, it's like you know whoever wrote it or whoever's behind the, behind the production goes, we got to tell people where they are. Like when you're in New York, you tell people you're in New York, and like you got to show New York because yeah. it's New York, man. It's you have to apple. show a subway scene, and like for instance, and what I love is if it's in Chicago, someone's got to be on an L or eating a hot dog off a cart. Yeah, like you have so to. You got to. You got to. No, you have that one street that I got has you. it has the L train above it, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, that's the only place things happen for some reason. If would, you're in San Francisco, well, everything well, is my, within eyesight of the bridge. Well, it's like, uh, I made a joke to Holly. I was like, you know, all these movies we watch, you think, like, you know where the Angel Flight is in San Francisco? The Angel Flight. Yeah, it's the train that goes, like, really steep and it oh, goes oh, down. Oh, yes, yes, I'm I was sorry. like, I would hate to live by there because every time it's depicted in a movie, it's because someone's murdered <laughs> or it's like something, like, horrible happens. <laughs> and the same thing with that, the L Bridge, the L whatever, like, everything that ever, like, car chase scenes, you know, you know, murders or, like, mafia hits happens underneath that bridge all like, the time. Yeah, how many times has the Golden Gate been destroyed in, in cinema history? But, uh... But this movie in particular, the Project Power, Project Power, whatever you pronounce it, they do New Orleans, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, they hit it over your head. And it's kind of funny, because it does not work well, in my opinion. And uh, Well, again, that's where, usually when a, when a different city is highlighted, that's because either it's an affinity for the writer and or director, or they got a massive monetary incentive. You know, Cincinnati, yeah. Mayor of Cincinnati well, says, I mean, come shoot, make your movie about Cincinnati, and we'll give you all these tax write-offs and let you stay in our hotels. So for he gave stuff. the Drew Carey show a bunch of money. Probably. Because isn't that in, their, like, in the intro? Cleveland, about, yeah. Oh, Cleveland, yeah, sorry. Cleveland well, Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. The, the same state. Um, but that's why I like Houston, because Houston doesn't have any branding. There's zero branding in Houston besides the bridge. Oh, see, you weren't alive... Or Houston Nights, the cop show in the '80s that I loved. Yeah, you talked about. It they got run out of town because so many local newspaper people were complaining about. Oh, they're going from NASA to to Spring via uh, the Woodlands. You know, it was dumb. People in Los Angeles know that you know the car going around the corner and coming out in the next yeah. shot. They're two different streets, but it's forgivable. I mean, I dig it. I mean, I I, th- I think you could film in Houston and not say anything. And say, oh, it's L.A. They would no one would know the difference. Sometimes, you know, that's what happens. You try to say, okay, we, we you know, this takes place in L.A., but we're getting a, well, uh, you know, British, we don't have a budget, so we're going to shoot it in British Columbia and just throw in some stock footage of, you know, this bridge or this building or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say check it out if you like. So project or project power. Yeah, it's all right. Got to be very disappointed. And who else was in it? Joseph Gordon-Levitt and... And Jamie Foxx. Okay. Yeah. 
That's pretty much it. Well, I'm still binging Bosch on your recommendation. We are loving it. I've also been binging a sitcom that I missed for some reason called uh, Last Man Standing. It was the Tim Allen show. Yeah. Very funny. And, uh, you know. Well, we interviewed the fan group that was the driving force to bring them back. Yeah. And it was a weird interview, man. Like, because they could do like exa- exactly what you would imagine in your mind. Was this for Ticket Stub? This was yeah, a- Ticket Stub, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine exactly what you think if someone said, hey, this is a diehard fan. All he wanted to do was make sure the show came back. Mm-hmm. So think think about and, oh, the, yeah. and Last Man Standing. So you kind of get an image. You're like, it's, uh, it's the, Yeah, no, I can absolutely see where that's going from. This is the one show that's doing that. Because I remember asking him, I was like, is Last Man Standing a show that we really need to know the end of? Because it's, like it's, it's a stereotypical three-camera Filmed in front of a live studio yeah, audience. Like it's not like dad we, raising his kids. We don't need to know if he dies or or lives. It's not dramatic. It's not like he had cancer but in the show. Any with precious few. So why occasions? Why do we need to know? Well, as long as the show hasn't outstayed its welcome. Like I loved How I Met Your Mother, but it stayed on for too long. So in fact, it stayed on for so long that they kind of had to rewrite. They had to get more history. Big, they had to get a bigger wallet. Yes, they did. Yeah, that's but, why I was on too long because they had to get. They were no, they paid. were ready to cancel. And the, no, nah. when the network says no, we've just renewed you for another they, season. They're getting paid, dude. Oh, they're, of course they are because it's like okay, I'm giving up nine years of my life now. I need to see some money for that. Uh, but even the creators are like, listen, we had a five year plan for the show, and they, you know they just we just got to make it five years and we can end the show because every season they were afraid they're going to get canceled. That's why they would have a. A woman featured in each season because that would be turn out to be the mother if yeah. something got canceled because they had the ending already pre recorded. Um, and then they kept it going six, seven, eight. They're like, okay, season eight, we you know, we got to cancel because you know, we're actually physically right because of the future track show, of man. it. That's a TV show for these kids to be the age they are in the year 2030. It's like, we gotta, he's got to be married by now, he's got to have his kids by now. And so they threw the final season in where it all takes place on one day. Um, you know, yeah, that show so sucks. it's like an episode of that 20. show is garbage. It overstayed its welcome. It no, really did. Like even the first season, garbage. Oh, I loved it. It was funny. It was so unbelievable. Well, yeah. If I want believable, well, I used to watch the news, but well, now see, I the can't problem even do that. I found fine with those shows, like Friends, Friends, and other things, like they create an atmosphere where you know it's escapism. I get it, uh-huh. but then it gets to the point where. Like, in Friends, they had certain characters that have the ticks. You know how Ross is going to respond to XYZ. You know how Monica's going to respond. Mm-hmm. But I think the, um, the How I Met Your Mother people were all the same. Like, you knew exactly what all of them were going to do. They all have this... this. Well, they're archetypes. Like, they're... It's, you have the... The oversex guy. Yeah. You have the brassy woman. Usually you have the precocious child at yeah. some point. I don't really... I mean... The fact that no one died in that group tells me it's like they need they did they couldn't ah but in the final episode they do kill someone they kill the mother. Well, she's been dead since the beginning. Well, because only because it's a flashback. Yeah, but you know that though. There's no drama to it. No, you don't. You don't know she's dead until they tell you she's dead. Yeah, that no. Mm-mm. Mm. That was the big mystery, and that's what ticked off a lot of people because the actress they got to play the mother was so good. It's like, wait, we just met her, and now you're killing her? Yeah, she's in, she's in that Palm Springs. I want to see that because so. purely because of her. Well, we're going to take a quick break. It is top of the hour. It uh, is, 9.53 on the dot. If there's any specific things you want to talk about, feel free to comment on Facebook.
Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We're hanging out. Uh, I think when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, tacos. Well, we're gonna we can we can do that too. Um, I want to know more about the post office because I'm still kind of sure confused about what's. I've going on. I've done some research. Uh, if, if you're a listener and you use the post office, let us know because I don't. This is one of the. This is a great example. Of this post office story is like how misinformation can be easily generated and spit out, and yet may remain on and like, Facebook still, and Twitter. Even I though still it's don't wrong. know what's going on. I still don't know what's going on. So we'll talk about it when we come back. Cool. Uh, outside that, a uh, lot of sports, but you don't like sports, so I'll talk a little bit about sports you when go, we come boy. back. You go, you, boy. You've been listening to Dick now. and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be back right after this. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. God's Garage is a 501c3 that repairs and gives away cars for free to single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military. You can help God's Garage by donating a vehicle, volunteering your time, or by monetary donation. God's Garage is located at 2106 East Davis, Conroe. If you'd like to learn more about God's Garage, visit our website at godsgarage.org. Or you can contact us, and we would be glad to come and make a presentation to your group. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District at Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 936- The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour.
You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, we're back. Ticket Skippy in the mornings, 9.57. Hanging out in the studio with my buddy Skippy. Just us today. So I'm sorry for everyone uh, who wanted to hear somebody else that talk about <laughs> stupid stuff. Stuck with us. Stuck with us. But uh, you can always chime in at any time, 936-228-9368, 24-7 line, text call, or email us at dickenskippy at gmail.com, or follow us on Facebook and comment live during the show. Sean's always on it. Um, we're, we're kind of preview what we wanted to talk about we get the post office coming up mm-hmm. some stuff's going on i don't really get it uh we can talk a little bit about sports i wanted to talk to you about uh you know when they're the old guard we're kind of we're kind of saying those kind of things on different topics where the old organizations really tell showing their age and showing that it's like what they think is reasonable and expected it's not really what the rest of the world's like what are you talking about right um so i want to talk bring up a sports thing with you so. okay uh, and then we're not going to talk about Last Man Standing anymore. It's a horrible show. Conservatives shouldn't have television. <laughs> they need they what what conservatives need to do is get smart and just go straight propaganda. Know how to mind control. Or maybe if they preface each episode with "We in no way endorse yeah. a Republican," yeah, so that w- that way we can make fun of Democrats because apparently that that makes it forgivable. Is yeah. if you just say, "Oh, you know." I don't support this. Oh, I wanted to tell you, uh, you know, you've been talking about doing those, what do you call it, the pretext between before the shows that are now cons- deemed like offensive. So like Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah, like yeah. So I'm thinking. Give of my, me a, a preamble as to why I yeah, should not I'm, like whatever, this. I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's a scam when they re-release it on like 4K and it has that. Like, you know, that was part of the incentive to re-release it is because, oh, we got to make sure we. At least say we made an attempt to correct it. Uh huh. I can see it. I can see them re-releasing the movie on the whole new fi- Criterion collection. Yeah, where, you know, least- blazing saddles with parental warning. I can see it. There could be language that's offensive in this movie. Now, yeah. in fairness, I know we're not going to talk about the politics, of Last Man Standing, but comparing it to Friends, the reason why I like it is for the writing. In a sitcom, usually a character will, you know, do a catchphrase, say something funny to get the audience laughing. But nine times out of ten, the person that they're telling the joke on, you know, the other actor, isn't laughing. Like Chandler's always cracking all these jokes that the audience loves and they laugh. But no one else, none of the other friends laugh at it because it's yeah. not funny to no, them. No, actually, when you when you say that to me, I feel like that is the creepiest thing about the show. Because it makes total sense to me that some of the behaviors of those characters should make whoever's in the room laugh just a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, the Joey character, if that was my buddy, I'd be laughing all the time. Because mm-hmm. how ridiculous he is, and the fact and so they, that they don't laugh, they don't. It, it speaks volumes. That's so creepy. But in Last Man Standing, every time the Tim Allen character like cracks a joke with his wife, the actress Nancy Travis, I think, is really good at laughing with it. Like this is a funny. You know, my husband yeah. well, is, a, is a that. dork. Roseanne was another classic example where her jokes would be for the audience and for the the reality of the show. If that makes sense, you know, you're yeah. just not cracking a joke, breaking the fourth wall, and winking at the invisible audience. And that so that's why I, the the writing's pretty smart on that. Now they've uh, I'm doing a, that show's a binge canceled, watch. right? 
What, the last minute standing? Yeah. No. Well, everything's been canceled because of COVID. But no, it, it was on 13 when it was the number two show on channel on, on ABC. Sorry, okay. I said channel 13. ABC canceled it. said, oh, we got scheduling issues. And it caused a kerfluffle with fans going, no, you're canceling it because obviously it's a conservative day show and you're Disney now. And Fox surprisingly picked it up because Fox is usually the master of having a good show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or The Orville and canceling that and someone else picking it up, which is, you know, exactly what happened with their great shows. But for some reason... It's they, all a conspiracy. They all swap. Yeah. They're all shows Because don't forget, Fox Entertainment, when, when, when Fox was bought out, they did not get the news division. So Fox and Fox News are two completely different entities. I had a client where I had to, uh, on their social media page, I posted an article and they contacted me saying, oh, your, your article's from Fox News. We can't support anything Fox News. And no. I, said, well, so I, mean, I, said, I said, fair enough. I'll get it from another source because, you know, me, if I post something, it's got to have multiple. So there was a local Fox affiliate which had this. So I posted that instead, took down the original post. post and I got the, no, we said no Fox News. We, we can't support Fox News. And I had to point out Fox is owned by Disney. Fox News is a separate. When, when Disney bought out Fox, that's they bought the entertainment division. So Fox and Fox News are two completely different animals. You're okay, and I have to just calm people down, saying I can post something from Fox for the Fox Network, and not say it's a you know Trump mouthpiece or whatever the daily accusation is. Okay. So you were telling me about sports. Yeah. So uh, well, I was kind of commenting about there are certain things now coming to light that it's kind of like the old way we used to do it, and then now there's a new way to do it, and how the public kind of receives it. So, like, like when I had telegrams, and now I have emails. Well, no, it's more of like, it's kind of like the AOC I think I was talking about, where she's a breath of fresh air. It's a new perspective. She's a breath of air, yes. It's a, like it's a new perspective. Yes, indeed. It's creating more involvement with, the, the, with ge- younger generations yes. and things like that. And to me, that's an example of the old guard going like, what do we do? She's getting all this stuff. Like, what do we, that's not, shouldn't be happening. Uh, So in sports, there are like unwritten rules in certain sports where baseball to me has the biggest, like, what do you call it? uh, Superstition slash unwritten rule kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, like, for, like, well, like, for example, Jersey. No, it's like, say I'm pitching a no hitter. Like I'm getting up there for a no hitter and the guy decides to bunt. So oh, that was that Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, so like it's it's kind of like an unwritten rule: don't bunt. If on a, if like, you're if you're one no out away from giving this pitcher his no hitter, and you don't bunt. swing. Yeah. Okay, I got it. And uh, but then again, it goes against what the heart of competition is. So recently, there's a new uh, hmm. a newer player who's really up and coming. His name's Fernando Tatis Jr. His father played baseball. Uh, he's a big oh Fernando Senior, yes. And you thought I knew nothing about sports. And actually, it's Tatis Junior. But okay. But uh, anyway, he plays for the Padres, San Diego Padres. And I knew that they were uh playing this week, or I think it was over the weekend. Okay. And they were up, like I want to say, uh, ten to three. They're in the eighth inning. Sounds like the first inning of one of my little league games that I yeah. Would so be on they're the in the eighth team. inning. They're at ten to three. Bases are loaded. Does that count as a blowout? Well, I mean, in baseball, I think a seven-run lead, especially if you're not a good team, is never like you never know, because once a team starts hitting, like 
Okay. It's not like you run out of hitters. You can keep hitting until you get three out. So you can just keep racking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, in this specific scenario, this young man's up to bat, and he gets pitched 3-0. So that's three balls. So Walk with pride, you bastard. Walk with well, pride. He's got three balls. Well, typically when someone throws a 3-0 to you, you know the next pitch, the pitcher's going to try to throw it in the strike zone. Because he does, gotcha. Because he's okay, gonna try. He, he, you can't walk him because his bases are loaded. So bases were loaded. He had three balls thrown at him. He knows that the next pick, yeah, pitch well, typical, has to be typically you know, yeah. And he hits it. And he hits a grand slam. He hits a home run. Okay. And apparently, there's an unwritten rule where you, when you're up x amount, like you just don't, I guess, get a grand slam. Like you strike out, or you've purposely. But there were only seven ahead. I'm sorry, but yeah. I, that's not a, you know if it was like a football game where it's an 86 to well, zero in the fourth quarter. I didn't realize it was such a big deal until their own coach, this, the Padres coach, comes out and criticizes them. Criticizes the batter, the batter for hitting his player, his player for for doing the one job for which he's being paid millions of dollars to do, especially getting a grand slam, like because like it blows my mind. When trying to justify being angry about this, like I don't understand why. And even if you're an old school baseball player, like is the batter's duty not trying to hit the ball? Yeah, I mean, you, I'm all for a good sportsmanship. Don't get me wrong. I, that well, like, that was really. Even that, but even then, I'm thinking. Even that previous one where the no hitter bunny thing. If there's people bunt for reasons, like it's not like they bunt because they're afraid to actually swing and hit the ball. So if, oh, if there, you know, there's a championship, but there's millions upon millions of dollars on the line, and I get it. So I mean, well, someone no, someone goes like this to you. Hey, you're it's zero to two right now, uh-huh. right? This guy's pitching a no hitter. Your team has not got anyone on base. What do you think people are going to try to do to get on base? Bunt, mm-hmm. bunt, bunt creates a a high chance of getting on base if you do it correctly. So you prep for that. It's so, part of the strategy. Yeah. So. I mean, I I get that there's so be, this batter got busted by his coach, his for coach, and then other hitting. players other, on his team. Like there was even recording of one of the batters afterwards hit it, and he got out at first, and he turns around to the other team's bench, going, "We're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to him." And I'm thinking, like, man, that is the craziest way to think of. Being, I love for listeners to sound off because I'm not a fan of that. No, it makes no sense. And I still don't understand why this is even a story. I really don't. Like, just look up Fernando Tatis, uh, Tatis Jr. I'm just horrible at pronouncing names. But, like, <laughs> you, but you find a bunch of articles about people criticizing this. And, it, it, like, even, even the pitcher who pitched against him mm-hmm. is now suspended because the next batter he threw at. Because he was angry that that guy hit a grand slam. Shouldn't have thrown a pitch. Shouldn't have thrown three balls in a row, my friend. Well, like, there was a good pundit who's calling the game. He's the one that was the only one because his sidekick was like, oh, you shouldn't have done it. He's like, no, if you're going to pitch, be a pitcher and pitch. Yeah. Like, you're, are you trying to say that no one he shouldn't swing this... at meatballs? Like, yeah. if someone's going to throw a meatball, you got to swing at it. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, it, I still don't get Very it. Very interesting. Okay. But there's some unwritten rules. And like when you and I think the, the public is like, you guys are crazy. And, like, there's apparently – Thousands of people writing on social media like, hey, man, don't listen to them. You're paid to hit balls. We're glad you're hitting balls. Don't ever never not hit balls because we don't want you to end your hot streak. Because he's hot right now. Like, he's hitting really well. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, men- mentally, oh, I'm not supposed to hit a home run this time. Yeah, no, his entire future uh, relied on him hitting that grand slam. It upped his, uh, his stats. And, yeah. 
So I, I think it's more of RBI. A, thank you. I was yeah. trying to remember. Yeah, thank good you. job. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's bizarre to me. And I think it's a, uh, it's funny that it's a news story because I don't know if it's a news story because people want to don't like this guy cause he's successful or, you know, because a lot of times it happens. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's doing really well. We got to have a hit piece, or we got to, we have to have some controversy to create clicks. But with the fact that the coach came out, that's when I knew something was going on. If it like, were teammates going, hey, that's one thing. But even then, you take care of it in house. You know, it's a locker room thing. No, the coach, even if they, I mean, you know, wrap a bar soap and a towel and hit them a few times because we don't do that, fine. It's, it's a locker room thing. But to have the coach and make this a public thing where you're apologizing for the good play of your highly overpaid athlete it's stupid i'm tired of uh, apologizing for people saying the right saying something that's not untrue or for doing their job well i mean that coach what's what's great about that kind of statement that coach is probably going to lose the locker room with that kind of stuff because i bet there's a couple guys who believed in the unwritten rule there's other guys going like do you not want us to yeah when the coach comes down on one stance or the other and it's like the team owner hey you're going to wear these jerseys or not that if you're a player that doesn't, you know, if you're the lone player standing while everyone else is kneeling. Well, I think it'd be hilarious now that the players go up to, about to go up to bat and be like, Coach, can I hit the ball? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. sets the precedent of, yes, no. no yeah. Oh, sorry. There's he, a was say, he was saying something. The coach was saying something like, oh, he missed the sign. And I guess there's a sign not to hit a grand slam. Like, I, I didn't know that. But he, apparently, like, the third baseman coach did a sign saying, like, either let him strike you out or, you know, Basically, let's end the game. Like, let's get this going. Bottom of the eighth or top of the eighth. Well, you know. But that still leaves I don't know, two yeah. innings. <laughs> well, an inning and three quarters. Uh, and what, what's uh, that's just uh, that's just what blows my mind about that kind of mentality. It's you 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 know teams who are the greatest teams because they're the ones that never stop. They're the teams that never stop. Yeah, like like doing the scoreboard, running the game. Oh, like oh. like there's very few teams who are known to be the greatest team of all time. Yeah, but being up like, by seven in the eighth inning to me is by no means a guaranteed no, win. I'm hitting a grand slam. Well, you're you're not even stopping there. You just keep going. Yeah, but I'm saying for this particular case, that that's just ludicrous to tell this guy, listen, we're up by seven. There's no way they're gonna score seven runs in two innings. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just don't buy that. Because if it was the top of the eight, that means that the other team had two more chances at bat. They could have made up that seven easily and and surpassed them. And think about this guy's being vilified. You didn't hit the ball. You let, you had a 3-0 and count, and you didn't swing, and you got struck out. They would have eviscerated him. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes no sense to me. So it's it's very enjoyable to see people – show the old ways to do things and it's like it doesn't agree with what today is because that's clearly an unwritten rule at one point where's the gentleman's game well again with little league and i'm i'm not fully reading this but i see brett said something about little league that was a thing i remember that we were taught listen if we're now my team's never had that problem but we were told if you're up by i think with like 10 runs we're gonna call the game well see that makes sense because that's their calling the game but if you're gonna let us go to nine innings but think about how bad baseball, and I'm not defending baseball by any stretch of the imagination. They're suffering. There's no revenue coming in. You know, there's no ticket sales. There's no gate. There's no concessions. Yeah. There's no, you know, people aren't buying the jerseys right now. So they got to, you know, I think that's why it's a news thing. They got to remain relevant somehow, but this is the wrong wrong way to call it. Well, yeah, because I've been listening to a lot more sports radio because, like I said, this is, this. if, if you're a sports fan, it's so funny today 
because of the bubble stuff, the COVID stuff, is they created this really great atmosphere for me as a sports watcher because I like watching, you know, like what I said on uh, Friday's show, I like watching things at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And all the major leagues today that are airing something, it's like a tournament style. They're already going into the playoffs. They're already going into the Stanley Cup. So it's fun. Like, that's where the most fun you're watching those kind of sports for me. And But then you have a lot of sports people who are going, this isn't even a real result. Mm-hmm. Like, this shouldn't even really be counted. Is this whole season going to be asterisked? Well, like, that's what a lot of people, even the players are saying, like, when they're in the bubble, they don't want to be there. So they don't really care if they lose. Because once they lose, they're out. Like, they're going to leave the bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, there had several hockey players leave just because there's, like, it's just not worth it to me. I mean, like, this is this this is all fun, but that's all it is, is like, fun. This mm-hmm. isn't, like, um, you know. I'm well, not time. You I weren't left. complaining. You're being paid millions for it. Yeah. No, I mean it's total garbage when people start trying to say, "Oh, I don't want to play because this isn't a real result." But I mean, I think it's also something that that's when it, you determine what the better or team is. Or to be is. democratically elected to a, a public office position and then start wailing on the process that got you elected in the first place. Just saying. Oh well, that's because I think uh, this is a comment on the politicians. I think there's a rare politi- there's rarely a politician that will accept a defeat and like and be honorable about it. Oh, I'm not saying those who lose. I'm saying those who get it. Uh, you know, that's why I was kind of staggered by the mayor of Cincinnati. Well, they'll never say the other I mean, Columbus. Well, they'll never say the other team is right or the opponent is right or like that 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 rarely happens. Well, and then usually when it does, it's retrospectively like four years later. Well, that's kind yeah, of the they point. were right. Yeah, they should. But the mayor of Columbus, Ohio, authorized the tearing down of the statue of Columbus in Columbus courthouses. Yeah. And but this uh, mayor held the position for two years, which meant that when he was running, it was all pride. You know, Columbus proud and stuff. And you're trying to tell me people don't take advantage of. Like what's what's popular today? Well, again, like major reactions. The one, the one are bad. I'm interested in seeing, I think it was in Pennsylvania, where they tore down a Confederate statue and it hit somebody. I don't know if you saw this. No, I missed it. I, but uh, on the inside, I'm laughing. On the outside, I hope no, they're no, okay. They're, they're not okay. Oh, like man. it's bad. Oh, and the video of it looks really crazy. Uh, but from what I understood, is the either it was either a state rep was there. And he was now they were charged by the police saying mm-hmm. you're the one you're part of the group that you incited, incited this, this thing and it resulted in someone being injured. Uh, and I'd be really interested to see because like the way the video played out is one of those statues that had a huge base, but then it had four statues on each side at the below the base. Okay, I got. And you. so all these people were standing around the big statue and they were tying ropes on the little statues, pulling it forward, but. I mean, some, I, I don't want to call him stupid. I don't really know what, like, I know there's a lot of chaotic things, but he was literally doing this. With his, with his with phone. His, yeah, and they're pulling it this way. And it literally just falls on top of him. Oops. And you're like, oh, man, that's crazy. Because you see people cheering, and all of a sudden you see someone calling him. <laughs> like, it is, it looked rough, man. It looked rough. I felt really bad. I hope... But they're charging, it they're is, charging is okay. the state rep and a couple other organizers who, like, they're charging them with uh, intent to destroy, vandalize public property and then, like, all this other stuff. I don't think they're being charged for the injury, but I think the injury is what kind of persuaded the police. And well, the- here's the thing. If this guy was a photographer, if he wasn't, 
How can I phrase this? Well, An he's active prob- participant? He's probably the press or whatever. Well, what I'm saying is that unless he had a rope in his hands, he was an active participant, he can say, he can sue those who knocked down on top of him in civil court. Yeah, I mean, I just So that'll I'm be saying. interesting. And I, well, I think that's what everyone's going to kind of see uh, the groundwork laid out after all these protests, all this stuff, like who's responsible for what. Because you know every single business on that's been vandalized is going to, at one point, some lawyer's going to come by and be like, I'm John, uh, if you want to Oh, yeah, this guy's already been repped. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, like 20 that, lawyers were in his hospital room with him. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see wh- where it all lays because I don't think uh, a lot of people care about that stuff, and that's really what they should be caring about is how their community tr- treats their, you know, like treats community community after something happens. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, yeah, this sounds trite, but I actually believe it. Uh, to me, I, I can tell more about a person. There are a few things that can tell me more about a person than how they'll treat a waiter at a restaurant or waitress or server. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you treat someone, when you don't have to treat them well, but you treat them well anyways, or if you, you obviously think you're in a a better person because you're not the one doing the serving it's not it's not a you know it's very generic and very general and it's not you know it's got to be on a case-by-case basis but on the whole how someone can treat someone that they don't does that mean i I don't want to waffle on does that make sense it's like in that mission impossible movie where philip seymour hoffman tells tom cruise you can tell a lot about a man about how he treats someone that he doesn't have to treat well and um I, I very much believe in that, and I've uh, you know based some well based some dates or potential relationships on you know be, being at a restaurant with someone and they would wail on the waiter for something or take this back or, or whatever. You just get a it, it's it's like a verbal version of RBF. You know the resting face. You can tell a lot by somebody's default mode. Yeah. So, that's that. Well, I mean, yeah, again, we kind of talked about in the past, people are put up in those situations and how they behave, and they have, like, that one opportunity that really screws them over because they chose the probably worst worst solution or worst decision out of the whole option. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to end up happening with a lot of our politicians is that we're not going to be able to forgive that kind of stuff. Um, and I think in the going forward, going forward with, like, say, the Ted Kennedy thing happened today, no one would be able to be okay with that. Like I don't think they'd be able to get away with what they've gotten away with in the past. Like the whole, the whole Bill well, Clinton. Kennedy and, and Clinton. That's not, but again, he's last night. He, now here's the well, thing. No, no, I mean, on the left and right, people were no, he, snickering at him, him actually lecturing us on the sanctity of the Oval Office. You can't take that seriously. No. And even people on the left were like, <laughs> "Okay, Bill." Well, no, I think that I mean I think today's vocal uh, uh, vocal people. That's what you're. If you're running for something, that's when you get hit the hardest because everybody's paying attention and everybody's paying attention either has an angle on it and they're going to do their best. Kind of like what we're going to talk about with the post office stuff. I don't really get it, but I like the way I see it is almost like a straight off, like straight up conspiracy theory just to, just to put all this information out into the field and no one really knows what's going Dick, on. Dick, I told you, as we get closer and closer, as each thing pans out, they're going to find something new. Well, and there's like, going to be a sense of desperation and panic. We, this well, is killing us today. Was, no, this is killing us today. I was even reading something about Houston having issues. And I was like, wait, Houston is not doing, they're only doing absentee ballots. They're not doing full-on mail-in ballots. And what do yeah, you, they're, uh, they're, again, there's a difference. Same but, reason why I'm 
frequently vilified for you hate immigrants, you hate them. I love immigration. Well, they're like, and then I read another There's one. There's a difference like between in CNN. They're like, oh, they removed twelve mailboxes in Wyoming, and I'm thinking, how many people live in Wyoming? Like, well, here's the thing: Trump right now is being accused of trying to to manipulate the vote in Kentucky. Kentucky. If you, if you look up Republican in the dictionary, well, there's the state of Kentucky well, map it, right there. It's almost like all it's, the journalists got their their marching orders. Like, hey, I want you to call every this post week. It's ever. the post because it, it can no longer be Russia. Yeah, it can no longer be. Well, you know that one post office. Like, well, Jan hasn't been in work for about a month. I no, think she's lying about her. There needs to be an coronavirus, mm-hmm. and then we don't really can't keep up with the mail since Joan's not here. That see that's that's the real story. Like, where is Joan? Where see, is if Joan? I was Babylon B or the Onion, I would totally write an article. About We're gonna get buttons made saying where's all these Joan? people are missing, but they suspect that it's just faking to go to work. They don't have to go to work, so <laughs> mail's been stopped. You know, slowed by thirty percent. There we go. Hey, Dick, in in a concerted effort to be fair and balanced, you know, I don't want to point do out that. No, you know, I, I want to point out that. something. So speaking of AOC, today she's kind of being she was actually vilified. By some people was on the right, but also she's NBC, always, she's NBC speaks, News was complicit for seconding the nomination for uh, Bernie Sanders. I bet that I guarantee you that was already on paper. It was. It's a procedural yeah. vote, and here's the thing: because people are like, "Ah, see, she doesn't want that." No, she absolutely supports Biden. So enough for to remain fair and balanced, and you know, try to say things for my friends on the right who are making fun of AOC for nominating. Let, let me ask you something, Bernie Sanders. It's a procedural me, vote. Do you, she did it. She doesn't want Sean, him to let be me president. Ask some of that, uh, within, in light of that, do you believe when it comes to voting and having the appearance of unity, do you see that in today's, like today's example with RNC, DNC? Do you see, especially I'm focused on DNC because they're the big talk of the town today. Do you see that unity as a desper- desperation? Or do you see that actually as something that it has meaning behind it? Dick, that's an, aw- Is that, it makes that's sense. an awesome I hope question. That question makes no, sense. it makes question. It makes wonderful sense, and it's not easily answered. I would say yes to a point that you want. Well, if, you want the most number of voices possible, and it's because that way you call out. I mean, think about the RNC stuff. And the reason I bring this up is like think about when Donald Trump. What was he saying? It's something about Ted Cruz's wife. Yeah, his wife. Uh huh. And, like, you know, I never got the feeling that Donald Trump is a team player. No, he's I not. never got that feeling no. when he was doing his whole thing. And I always got the feeling that he was going to do what he wanted to do, and sometimes that was something that he wanted to but do. But then the you country. suddenly find out, hey, I'm the president. Show me show me this. Let me do that. And you but can't like, do what, that, what, Mr. What president. Gets me as you a must voter, have Congress. What gets me as a voter, because I'm going to vote this year. I'm going to play so who can buy me off. That's my that's my new game leading up. Who wants to buy me off? Vote Skippy. Um, and But what gets me about the Democratic people is they've been openly bashing each other because I think during the presidential, what do you call it, primary, they all believed they all had a shot. Yes. So they were going to do... You've got to say or do whatever you can yeah. to put yourself on top of it. And I just don't get how somebody like the VP choice, Casis, could like, <laughs> after the stuff she said to this guy on public television... 
you're like, oh, we're good now. Like, I don't think you meet over a beer on this. I th- and I don't see a problem with having disagreements with. There is something to be said for marriages of convenience. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they're even, not necessarily like, all bad. The strong move I would have seen was, oh yeah, I do disagree with a lot of stuff, but that's why I'm good choice for VP because I'm always going to be there making challenges for the American. Absolutely, people. like agree. there you go, fixed it. No one can complain about it anymore. And no one, I mean, like, but that's what kind of gets me when you watch the stuff on the convention stuff. I'm like, man, you know, deep down, these people hate each other. Like somewhere, like Hillary Clinton seems like everyone hates her, and she hates everybody. Every time I see her speak to anybody, I'm like, she just hates that person. Like you just know she hates Donald Trump. And that's where you need to be able to to separate. It's like my mother won't go to a doctor if she doesn't like his or her bedside manner. Oh no, he's bad. I, I want a doctor thinking that he or she can beat God operating on me. You know what I'm saying? I want the most egocentric person well, no, in the, the universe. The doctor I want is whoever Ginsburg's doctor is. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? the doctor I want. But no, like because I always think about that because I think about a healthy relationship with people and the long run produces a better outcome. It's better to rule by inspiration than fear for the most part. And I get, especially in a nation such especially as Especially when we're making decisions on our future. Yeah. So and in a primary like, season, of course, everybody's wailing on someone else. You want to find the thing, but then as it narrows down, when, when the leader is chosen, and here's the thing, everyone should be rallying behind Biden right now on his merits. But if you notice the last two nights of the DNC, the mess, there's been no platform. It's just, hey, we're not Trump. Well, yeah. That's I, the whole entire platform because they tried, oh, economy, and then the next day the jobs numbers came back and unemployment is falling back down to lows again. You, you know, so it's, oh, well, shoot, we can't my, talk about the economy. We got to talk about this. Oh, no, death rate's going down. Okay. We got, and so finally, what, what there's left is, well, at least we're not Trump. Vote for us. And, and everyone talking about Sanders so far well, has the, been, he's a sweet guy. He's, a, he's sweet Uncle Joe. And that's not a platform for a president, is that he can. Well, the mistake. Well, the mistake I think the the Democrats made and all that because I think at one point you had to say the media. There's are per, certain parts of the media that are in direct connection to political parties. You know, you got to. I think that's a fair statement, right? You say that again because I was reading that too. So I, 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 I was heard saying half that me, uh, certain media companies do have direct connections to political parties. Oh yes, and what? I think, CNN and the DNC. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm not going to say who, because I, I, I'm just saying I think it's it's fair to assume that there are some direct connections. I know WikiLeaks showed some pretty crazy stuff, which I enjoy, because that's all drama. Mm-hmm. And But with with that in mind, I really think they screwed up by criticizing Trump every day for the past X amount of days, because when it comes down to today's opposition, like you say, it's more of we're not Trump. This is where you put you know all the gas in the gas tank. And go full throttle against the, the, against Donald Trump because people are going to go. Well, why don't I want Donald Trump? And you go over here to the news after listening to the DNC, and it's like, oh, because he's a monster. But with them completely saying or doing that every day, it's like you get desensitized. And that's my problem right now. Mm. I don't really know what's a big deal or not. And I'm like, do I need someone to tell me what's a big deal? Because I don't feel like it's a big deal because it's been a big deal for the last four plus years. It's like I've. I don't really That's know. That's why people turn in the headlines, how drinking water can kill you. Well, the Russia thing is a good example, because I'm like, you know there's a smoking gun if there was one. Like, there has to be, right? There's always, if somebody is at fault, there's always going to be that one Well, you know, of, the, the, the Senate subcommittee uh, report was finalized and released yesterday. Well, I mean, but nothing's going to happen. Like, but 
I mean, I, I imagine one, nothing should because it said one person there was go zero evidence or possibility of this Russian collusion. It literally did not. Well, then that, see, to me, I don't believe that. There's there, there's going to be one person who's trying to influence it. And remember we talked about that where, like, say I'm a famous celebrity, but I like say But I, if there were smoking a by now on Trump, but, it would have been found because that's people have dedicated their entire existences to finding like, him. Well, for example, Kanye West, how is what he's doing not interle- uh, uh, election interfering? How? Because he's running for—he literally goes, hey, I'm running for office to take away votes from Joe Biden. Is he breaking the law? Well, no, but— Then I'm, it's not election interfering. I know, but inter—I inter, well, can't say the word right— is that against the law on its base? No. So, but why are we making it a big deal? That's why I don't really get Because it's Kanye West. Well, no, I meant like the Russia stuff. Because like, when is, what is the Collusion line? is not a crime. There's yeah, no crime that's what I'm of trying to collusion. It was, I was like, is there, if, you know, if there is a smoking gun, what are you going to do about it? Because I don't really understand what is crossing the line or not. Like, I can understand hacking into the voting machine and changing, you know, John Doe's and Jane Doe's vote. Like, to me, that's, that's the illegal part. Mm-hmm. But if somebody in Russia wants to, and it's kind of like I was telling you, Joe, uh, what's his name? The Sanders guy had people in Australia running phone banks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how is that not ele- like election interfering? Because people in Australia are citizens of Australia working at a phone bank to convince people in America who to vote for. They're paid employees from a political campaign. No, I don't think they were. I think it was just like they or, believe, or, or they believe volu- in his message. But you can but use volunteers. But you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's a fine I, I'm line. I'm like, I don't really get what's going on, guys. Now, this is interesting. Dennis says, um, hold on, just scrolled up. He's invited a friend to listen in. The friend is a retired postal carrier. If the friend is listening in, I'd love for him to pipe up. If not, we'd love to talk to him. I'd love to well, get some perspectives. Unfortunately for me, I told you before, my grandfather was a post. My great grandfather worked for the post office for over fifty. Why years. Why is that unfortunate? Well, I don't know him. I never really met him. Oh, so, so it was not I his career got, choice that's unfortunate. I believe he, he had complications with mustard gas, and like he fought in World War One, got <laughs> gas, and he had complications, but he still delivered mail. Uh, but I so there is some post office. In our family, in the respect sense, it's in the Schistler blood. It's in the respect sense. So, like, my parents, without fail, always tipped left left a not tipped a Christmas gift for the post service people. You know, because we had our guy mm-hmm. always left a Christmas gift. Always gave. You know, if we had extra, you know, if my mom made cupcakes or something, like, hey, do you want one, George? And George would be like, yeah, I'll take that or water or whatever. And so, and then that's what's kind of going into what's dealing with this. I would say media blitz mm-hmm. of trying to tell me something about the post office. Mm-hmm. I I wonder the person who's listening is like, is it weird to have your job under a microscope from the world now? All of a sudden, boom! Everyone's it's like, I just want to deliver the mail. Yeah, like I, I I when I when it started hitting, I was like, you want to be the poor can't... driver who's got to collect discontinued mailboxes on a standard route and well, get you're, photographed by Jamie Lee Curtis saying you're part, you know. <laughs> Would that really happen? Yeah, like she filmed herself yelling at a post guy. Not her yelling, but filmed a a truck with some discontinued mailboxes in it, saying, "Oh, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory, but look at this. I think this says everything. They're stealing Ooh, mailboxes man. to and steal your vote." To work too, dude. I mean that. And then what's great about it is I know there's two sides of the story that depend on how you interpret your own information, but there's got to be at least a little bit where it's like. We are throwing out this machine. We haven't actually been using it for like two years. The Obama administration uh, so. discontinued 14,000 mailboxes. No one piped up. 
Well, well, I think they're they're talking about these mailbugs being taken out in Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, no, it, I, that shit right there should again, tell you this is I, not you're, a. You're getting one piece of information, but then two people can look at it differently. Uh, Why on earth would a Republican try to steal a Kentucky election when they, it's guaranteed? Uh, let's step, take a step back. We want to win. That's the, that's a win. But Kentucky's mentality. already won. I mean, just no, just stick a no, red pin in. We it. don't just do unwritten rules where you can't hit grand slams. You go for the Grand Slam every single time. Is that what that is? That's what it is. You go for the Grand Slam every single time. I got you. And uh, more more power to you to try. I told you I like the corruption thing. The corruption thing. Also to do it. To me, corruption brings out three the months most, out. One of the most creative. Shouldn't they do it like three weeks out? Aids. If 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 you're gonna oh, jack with know. the election, I mean, no, no, no. You don't do it no three months knows, out, people. man. And that's what confuses me because you're sitting there going like, you know, some reporter actually called these people and like, hey, tell me about these mailboxes. Uh yeah, let me look at my paper. Yeah, we moved to on Wednesday. We got that. This has been on our destroy uh, list for the last two years. Ah, it's a yeah. long game. Well, no, you just don't include that in your report. Yeah, you just say they destroyed it, mm-hmm. and then, and then you, know, you figure it out from there. Yeah. Well, this week mail uh, mailboxes will kill us all. I'll be posting well, I mean, about that. I mean, I think there because this brings up what you've been discussing ever since they announced or the challenge of getting mail in voting across the nation. Is like you know certain post offices are not built to take that, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, when's the busiest time of the year for a post office? Christmas I imagine time. it's Christmas time, <laughs> and I think that is ten times worse than voting. Mm-hmm. So I think they're able to. I want to say you know there's you just give a good pep talk to the squad, and they should be able to handle it. Okay, but then again. I don't really know the procedural work because, from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Internet. So, in the middle of Christmas time, we're going to be adding 150 no, million no, more pieces of mail. The difference of the mail is it's hand catered to. Voting, the voting mail is hand, it's not done by the, vote, the machine there. Mm-hmm. They don't sort it through the machine, they mm-hmm. sort it through hand. Now, but, what would you say if I told you that envelopes were labeled red and blue depending on you know the voters? The, you know, if you voted in a primary. Some ballots have gone out with red and blue bordering. I'm not saying that it makes it easy to go, oh, okay. Uh, oh, but I bet people do whatever they think they like. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, I'm all for mail in voting in 2024. Telling, I mean, you have to be a reasonable person has to believe that there's at least 1% chance that something will nefarious will be going down at some little precinct. Just because one guy or yeah, girl on both sides is just like I hate this person. Yeah, on, on both sides. My thing is not about the fraud. And again, you don't need to vote, cast a million fraudulent votes. You only need to cast a thousand carefully placed fraudulent votes to flip but a forty-nine fifty-one. Uh, another note, Sean. Like even even Doctor Fauci isn't like don't go vote. No, he's saying there's quote there is no reason why you can't go vote in person. Yeah. So I mean, like I don't understand why this is a big deal, but I understand as like. A media thing, why it's a big deal? Because mm-hmm. you gotta keep something circulating, and I, I think what uh, it's amazing and unfair to. I think it's especially with this the post office. I think they're gonna be unfairly judged. Through, oh, it's a lose lose for the post yeah, office. Yeah, like I think that's the craziest thing about it because you know people are doing their job. They're trying to do it. It's like what credibility the IRS had got lost when they were placed in charge of determining who gets health care benefits. You weren't designed for that purpose. Well, not even that. They got caught doing the whole Yeah, but I'm thing. saying on top of anything else, take fraud out of it. You're not, the entire department was not designed for that. Same thing with the post office. It's not designed to determine election results. It, yeah. It never was. Now, let 2020 happen as it's happened forever because, you know, 
this hasn't happened for Civil for War, too. World War, any kind of outbreak. And then day after Election Day, get a special blue ribbon committee together and spend the next three years to determine how you can do universal mail-in voting. And I'd be a fan of it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I feel like if you're going to spend money on that, at least venture out to see if you can vote online. Sure. Make, make it make it a, Just to see. Yeah. But then again, the more people who are persuaded or incentivized to do something, they're going to figure it out. And I think There's I'll, always some And risk. I think a lot of people, when they, they put a target out there, hey, you can vote online, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Russian interference, full court press. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I can believe that. I totally yeah. believe that. Um, I really like the idea of voting in person because to me, that's like one of the few things people do in their lives that is so unique to every country. And like, especially like when you tell people, what'd you do today? Like you're proud to go, I got I voted. my sticker. Yeah. Like I voted, like it's a proud moment. Uh-huh. And I, I hope that continues because people should be proud of uh, living in a country that they aren't being. Yeah. Know, but the sequence of events of having this magical virus that just only, you know, devastates certain states and certain people in certain gatherings is now so well, dangerous that now I, we have to. I'm going to say this, and this is going to be a hot invoke take. Invoke mail in. Hot voting. take for you, Sean. I okay. think 99% of what's being reported on COVID, one way, both sides, whatever, is manipulated because the media tries to do something with it. Well, speaking of 99%, I mean, that's the survivability rate. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> again. That doesn't take away from how serious it is. It's a serious thing, yes. Yes. You know how many and people die from I the flu this a year? A lot of the things that go on in people's lifestyles and the way they consume their news, like that's the scariest part to me is you know they're figuring out a rag, like a like a formula of how to convince people to do it and stuff. Oh yeah. So it's like it's an ongoing process of them learning. Here's how the to thing: do if it. I wanted to rig an election against the incumbent, this is the script I would have written, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, again, but I think they they use too much gas because they've been running they've been running for four I years. I didn't say on they it. were competently doing it. Yeah, because they should have just they should just kind of. I'm lo- not that good. They could have lightly done it. They shouldn't have done the Russia thing. And then right when this came up, they're like, "Look how bad he is." Literally the, the day after the indictment was, you know, it's like we're going to go for a second indictment. That's when the first stirrings of COVID hit, and then it became it blew up into this thing. I'm not saying that they created COVID to do this, but as Rahm Emanuel said. And I know he said it sarcastically, and you got to put it in context, but he said, you know, you can't let a good tragedy go to waste. You yeah. know, basically, you can take and run with it. And both sides kind of like it. the, you mean the, the locker room talk? You betcha. That's my favorite thing. That's one of my, I mean, I, I, again, those two things, those two speeches, really, that's when people need to have an idea of who they are. Oh, I was very vocal yesterday. Go. I would have paid cash. I would have emptied my bank account out for the the hacker that in the middle of Bill Clinton's speech last night would have hacked in and replaced his audio with any of the social, uh, any of the Secret Service recordings of Clinton and, and Lewinsky getting jiggy with it. Wait, they had recordings of it? Yeah, the, the, the White House is bugged, man. The Oval Office is, records everything. That's creepy. Has it come out? That, that's Like, I'm, have you heard it? No, but what I'm saying is they exist. Now, the Secret Service would never release those, but I would have... Given all the money in my pocket, can you imagine like, for Bill Clinton to be going? Can, oh, let me talk to you about the Oval Office. Can you and imagine then the water, have the sex sounds, the of water him. cooler talk of the Secret Service? Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Do they, are they allowed to write books? Nope. Well, not in the service, no. But when they're out, they can sure. Write. Why not? You you can't now. There's a lot of NDAs, so you got to be careful with what you say. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be a good read, I think, especially for that 
presidency. Mm-hmm. But Secret Service is not a glory I, I job. You don't join the Secret Service in the hopes of one day writing a tell-all. You join the Secret Service because you really, really believe in something enough that you will take a bullet for oh, a yeah. man that you hate. Or a woman. God. Well, I'm going by Jeez. historical. Oh. We don't know. That might be a woman. We have no idea. I think for the vice president. I mean, did people know FDR they, they wouldn't had throw polio? Them, they wouldn't throw themselves in front of a... Yeah, did, they did. When they voted for him? Well, no, no. In fact, this book that I read about yeah. the, the White House post yeah. talked about how Secret Service went to lengths to... Hide it. Hide it, yeah. So one of them could be a woman. We don't know. This is true. I mean, this is today we're talking about. This is true. I like it. I think that's fun. So... But it does consume a lot of people's time these days. Well, we have a couple more minutes. Is there anything you want to kind of close out about? Uh, I know the... Uh, but just to quickly answer Dennis about the COVID being a worldwide pandemic. Um, yeah, but no other country right now. He, he's saying, what was explained about the other countries, you know. Uh, no other, it's, again, it's how you take advantage of a crisis. And, you know, this is a crisis, of course. And right now, it's, you know, over here, it's being weaponized and politicized to, you know, make sure... One side wins or doesn't win. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I, I I hope I encourage people to take breaks from from reality. Well, just the internet in general, like dealing with those kind of interactions and politic talk and no. like I don't mind talking to you because I always kind of look at it like I need feedback because I don't really understand a lot of things and you can tell that I can barely pronounce things correctly. So you imagine how I'm trying to comprehend other. But things. it is no reflection on your intellect, Dick. and no, it totally is. Uh, <laughs> But I that that's it, the world confuses me a lot, and I and I think I'm lucky because I turned out to enjoy conspiracy theories mm-hmm. because that was the only way I can trick my mind to be okay with certain things mm-hmm. because I don't get agitated when things don't make sense to me. I'm like, oh, let's have some fun with it. Let's make let's try to make sense of it. Let's see where and I my creativity goes all over the place. It's like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. There's something going on here. Speaking of which, remember our history guys the other day? Yeah, since history. i got to talk about them for a second here cool. after you're done. <clears throat> well, I just want to let you know that they have a new podcast episode out, yeah. and they talk about Operation uh, Paperclip. Yeah, right. i got to say it's because I of us. I talked to Dustin uh, yesterday, uh-huh. and he mentioned that. He's like, yeah, it's so funny. That's what he said. And uh, But yeah, so we're going to— I haven't learned. So were they already planning that before they talked I, to us? or Was it just a happy coincidence that I, I raised the topic? Ha- I think it was a happy coincidence. Uh, cool. I'm not really entirely sure. Because I, I, I'm subscribing to the podcast, but I haven't played any of the episodes Well, yet. I was talking to Dustin, and I, you know, I, I wanted to understand their format. So we're going to tentatively, like right now, we're going to be airing Sons of History on Mondays at 1 o'clock. That is so awesome. If you missed that, so. go back to last week for Sun, our, our interview with uh, Dustin and Joaquin from Sons of History, two great historians giving in-depth it's a wonderful podcast and and website and youtube channel and everything freaky smart guys loving what they do and I, I personally i think that their stuff should be required reading or viewing in schools if at all possible so oh, check whoa. them out you've only had one conversation with them nah, they inspired me that's what i'm saying you don't, I, i'm easily think, inspired you don't think every individual human out there has that one wild card opinion about stuff You're oh like, sure whoa wait you think <laughs> Like you think pineapple on pizza? Well, no, I know there's gonna be everyone has an extreme one. Like the abortion thing is always easy to kind of like get people's gauge yeah. on. I have and a firm stance, and well, so like everyone kind of has a firm stance on it. So you get well, that's, that's my firm the, stance would tick off well, no, both no, parties. We don't even talk no, about. I'm not I don't care what about what you're saying. I'm saying this: we're judging people 
and trying to understand their quote moral compass. You just bring up that, and then like you have a field day with it. No, see, for me, it's more the pineapple on pizza thing. Really, you think they're monsters? <laughs> no, I've actually had it. What's wrong? What is wrong with pineapple on pizza? I think you can put anything on pizza. That's the whole idea of pizza. Uh, uh, pizza is the only food, single food entity in existence Same where literally ha- every item on the food pyramid well, can be too. represented. No, you, you you don't put fish on a hamburger. Yeah, you do. You can put fish on a hamburger, and you would eat it. I've seen people. Uh, there's uh, crab cake burgers. No, no, no. It's a beef burger. Yeah, I've seen. I've fish. I've seen. I've seen burgers with like crab cake on it, like shredded crab stuff. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's probably not very good, but then again, my palate is so small. Like, yeah. But a pizza, you can little fish, um, dairy, fruit, vegetable. Yeah. And all, but I mean, all in the same bite. All at the same time. Yeah, Holly and I tried out Brothers Pizza on 1488 because it was recommended by my New York friend. Um, And it was okay. It was an interesting place. Interesting how? Well, like the people, the two cooks were definitely from Northeast. Okay. And then they had two ladies working there that were just clearly like high school or whatever counter, like they're working the counter. And then I requested that uh, if, if it's possible to make the the bottom extra crispy. I like mine crispy. Not like burnt, but mm. like because mm. we ordered an eighteen inch. Oh yeah, that can so fall what, apart yeah, with a hard one. When look. you buy an eighteen inch, you're like it could be have a lot of flop and stuff to it. And so I was like Yes indeed. And I was like, I don't want that because I'm gonna eat this. No one wants the flop no under wants, eighteen inches. No. And I made that request and when he Although the radius is only nine inches, so that puts it about So when right. he gave it to me, he made a comment about my special order and I couldn't tell if he was giving me a hard time or not. Because it's like, this is, the, this is the one with the special order, right? And I was like, special <laughs> order? And he's like, extra crispy, right? And I'm like, yeah, is that all right? And he's like, and it was, I didn't know if he was judging me because I prejudged his pizza. And it's like, hey, I know you're going to screw up this pizza, man. Make sure it's extra crispy because I don't want to deal with that crap. Okay, Karen. And I, <laughs> I was sitting there going like, all right, thanks, man. And then I, it was all right. It was, uh, it was good. Okay. Brothers Pizza. Brothers Pizza, yeah. Awesome. I should check them out sometime. We would do a pizza review, but somebody already beat us to that. So we're sticking with our tacos review. Yeah, taco review. Yeah, let's talk about that. We got a couple more minutes. Okay. So on, we did, uh, we ate at Taco Velos. Velos. See, I told you. I'm stuck on it. It's going to be there forever. It's a running joke between us. You'll get it when you watch this. We ate at Taco Velos here in Conroe. It's down the street from the studio. Uh, We recorded it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it turned out as our first one. That we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to go to different taco places, film there, so you, everyone can kind of see what the experience is like. And you get to watch us try the taco, talk about it. And do an Insta rating, kind yeah. of, okay, based on this bite, we like this, we don't like that, we give it a score. Yeah. Uh, so Taco Velos is the first one. It's a glorified taco truck. I mean, you know, it's, it's based out of one of those big metal on-wheel things, but they built up awnings and tables and stuff. It's a permanent fixture on a corner nearby. And so we're going to be doing breakfast tacos, crunchy tacos, street tacos, yeah. taco tacos. You so know. this one was breakfast. We're mm-hmm. going to go back for beef. Um, and But I think we're going to try to air it on Friday. Okay, cool. Which we don't have a guest for yet. Uh-huh. So if you want to be a guest, 
Yes, and reach I, out to us. And I'm uh, since I know he's listening, I'm extending an invitation that as we get closer to like debates and election day, I would love. Well, we both want uh, like Brett in the studio with us. We huh. invite him to give perspectives. He doesn't on seem to know a lot. Debates. Yeah, it's I. I can help guide him along and keep him honest on his facts and figures. Yeah, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. But yeah, it's uh, you know, I want Brett. We want Jay Stittle. We want Brett. We want Jay Stittleberg. We want people to discuss. Well, we gotta get some other people on. too. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Are they running for something? Who's running? What's the big race coming up? That's president that's, of the United States. Besides that, vice president of the United States. Do you vote for the vice president, or do you vote yes. for one ticket? Like when I vote for, no, if I vote person. for Joe Biden, there's going to be another entry you, for. Yeah, you can vote for Mike Pence if you really? want. Really? Yeah. In I, the old days, the vice president would be the no, losing presidential I, candidate. I remember, like, they're together. I remember checking, you know. Yeah, you never don't not vote for them. But, no, you, they're not a one-size-fits-all. You can vote for oh. Trump, okay, so Harris. Next next move. Um, who here locally, like, I imagine, uh, uh, I know Jay's running for Texas Senate. They're, yeah, they're state but representatives. What's above that? So what's... what's Congress... So, yeah, who's running for Congress this time around? Kevin Brady. Oh, he's running? How do we know that? Because he's our congressman. Do they run every time the president runs? Uh, no, more often than that, it's every two years. Oh, okay. That's why you have midterms. So we have to vote for not Tom Brady every—not Tom Brady, <laughs> Kevin Brady—every two years. Correct. Man, how much money do you think he spends on— A lot. Maybe we can get some money, some donations here. What, to— Sponsor the studio. He's spending money every two years. Yeah, just put it out there. If you're a political candidate, there's nothing legally stopping you from sponsoring our show, and we'll talk about it. You know, as a commercial. Now I won't tell you to vote for the person. Yeah, I might call you. But we'll I might call your, you Tom Brady occasionally. Yeah, but you know, if you buy a but sponsorship you, package, you, there's commercials. I'd where be you associated can, with Tom Brady easy. <laughs> like I'd be okay. You mistaking me for Tom Brady? I would vote for the Brady Bunch in a heartbeat. So I mean, it'd be. Uh, so who else? We got him. And oh, we have Conroe City Council. Conroe. Well, no, I'm talking like that level. What's a Kevin Brady level election going on? Uh, well, Senate. So who's running for Senate here? Um, that oh God, is I, it is it? It's not Crichton. No, 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 no. Uh, Brandon Creighton is is state rep, and Jay Silverberg is the Democrat running against him. You also have Will Metcalf. He's as state. The, as, as the other state rep. Uh-huh. So I don't know. State I, we need to get these people on for, for for this district. Uh, oh God. Um, I. Uh, Ted Cruz is one of our senators. So, um, and is he running? Yeah. Didn't he just play against Beto O'Rourke? I two years ago. That was two years ago? Yeah. Man. Really? Yeah, this is like this is like a, a thing, a, a big thing. And maybe, um, I, maybe I'm getting older. Begins with the C. My gosh, I know his name. See you, next, see you next Tuesday? See you next Wednesday is the John Landis gag. John um, Landis always puts See You Next Wednesday in one of his movies. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to say a bad word. See You Next Tuesday? You you lost me. I'm sorry. The acronym, like the first letter of... C. Oh, okay. I got I you. I didn't know that until recently. It was a joke in a movie, and I was like, I don't really get it. My wife was like, you know, that's how you're able to call somebody a bad word without saying it. It's like, oh, she's one of those See You Next Tuesdays. Or he's one of those see you next Tuesday. Gotcha. Oh, that's cute. Little Bomo yeah. there, which is French for Bon Mott. Yeah, I think it was the Impractical Jokers we were watching because they were in England. Apparently, you can say that like willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, there, are, there are many words and, yeah. that we can't and say. They were over trying here. to make sure we knew that 
it's appropriate <laughs> they could say that though. I got you. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, we don't have a guest on Friday, so we're looking forward to us talking and then especially Taco Velas for Bellas. Man, whatever. When you get it right, I'm going to say the other thing just to jack well, with I know. you. It was funny. I'm never going to know what the right way to say. We even had the lady tell us, and I was like, I'm still going to get this wrong. Uh, but I think that's also the fun thing about meeting those those type places that have the unique names. And giving a shout out to and, Leonore. She was our, our waitress, yeah. and she, she was really sweet and, and did an awesome it job. It reminded me of like a Sonic. Yes, the bright colors. The old school, yeah, the old school outdoor eating thing. Yes, like they like they would come to your car. She immediately came to the car, and we're like, "Can we eat?" Like, yeah, this place has a big drive-through business, and we were one of the few people. Well, we were the only people sitting at a table, but they do have some. I I would presume come lunchtime they have a big, uh, you know, their tables are filled up. But yeah, so tune in Friday. Hopefully, we'll have that up as well as more Dick and Skippy. Yeah, talking stuff. And here's the thing: the DNC convention ends on Thursday night, so we can talk Friday, kind of our perspectives so, on it. So, okay, are they going to have like a blowout at the end? Like, who do you think is going to be the blowout? Oh God, I, I I pray and hope that it's another Billy Porter video. Yeah. How that first night was ended with that that 1987 MTV video was just it was a thing of of it's a little, beauty. It's a little weird that like. I guess we only got minutes. We gotta go. Cornyn, um, thank you. And uh, that's right. So Cor- Corbin, yeah, Cornyn and Cruz here. The two senators, they it's a ro- if, Brett, make sure I get this right. It's a rotating thing. Cornyn is up for election. Cruz isn't because it's yeah. oh, a rotating. Two thing. years ago, Richard. My, no, that was my Whoa. bad. My bad. Mea culpa. I got it. I got it confused. Man, I'm so full of it. I can't be right all the time. See You'd you feel next, bad. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here on the air. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, we don't have a guest for Friday, but we do plan on having a show, and then our talker review, we'll play that. If you or you know anybody that wants to be a guest, we'd love to have anybody in the studio, even if they're insane. Uh <laughs> I love I love crazy people more than I love boring people. He does. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we we do have a language barrier sometimes. I'm I'm Kay. okay with that too. Okay. You saw it today. I had no idea what was going on, and I just go, man, you take care Dick, of this. Dick, you always come along for the ride, and I love you for that. Nine three six two two eight nine three six eight is the call in text line. Anytime, text or call us, and we love to hear from our fans and uh, listeners, and also people who w- want to potentially be a guest. Uh, I. And an update for our, our Gallivant coffee. Gallivant coffee. They are back. They were out. Uh, a water pump happened. No Issue happened. And he did make an announcement. Whenever the show, I was dogging him because mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. So he, he was out. So that's why he wasn't there. But he's back in. But he's back in. Awesome. Uh, make sure to check out support local businesses here in Montgomery County. Gallivant coffee is a coffee, uh, what do you want to call it, cart? Yeah. Yeah, it's over on, uh, I think it's 1226 San Jacinto. A mobile coffee distribution yeah. system. So I'm going to go check that out uh, for Friday. I think we're, I'll pick us up some coffee. and I we'll, might even tumble out of bed early, tumble in the kitchen, pour myself yeah, a cup of well, ambition, and come join you. That's why we couldn't you. get him, because he's a one-man show, so he couldn't come on. It was really hard for him to come on the air in the morning. Just tie his so. car to the bumper of our car or bring him well, over. Well, I was trying to tell him, just park it out front, and like during the show, if someone wants coffee, just run outside real quick. You would think. But uh, we never know what's legal or not legal in the city of Conroe. <laughs> Who cares? So the thank you so much for joining us. We got to go. We got to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Dick and Skippy in the mornings.
Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.